and welcome to the JMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez, recording here in San Jose, California, and thank you everyone for tuning in. How's it going? Uh, we have a great episode. Today we have an artist, a, an artist who it, resides here in the uh, South Bay, but is actually from Italy. It's the great, the soulful Gianfranco Palozzi. He's a great guy, had a great talk with him, and I'm looking forward for that conversation. And I'm sure you are too, because you, you've probably seen this guy's work. He, he has work displayed in Collide Gallery in downtown San Jose, uh, which is at the corner of San Fernando and 4th Street. And he he, uh, he has his artwork all over the place, including the art walks. If you've ever gone to a, a an art walk in downtown San Jose, there's a very good chance you've seen him at a booth displaying his artwork. And I, I, I was really digging his stuff. I, I was getting lost in it. I was like, man, look at all these patterns and look at all these, these interesting uh, 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 designs and such. So, I, again, I was I can't say enough that I was very excited to have him on here. And on top of that is this guy was there from the beginning in some ways. He witnessed the vast changes that the South Bay art community has gone through. Uh, he has uh, uh, come here like in the 80s, I believe. I don't know. What we, I'm sure he mentioned in this conversation. But before we do all that, you're thinking, man, all right, I'm digging this guy. If this is your first time tuning in, you're like, all right, all right sounds kind of sexy. I want to know more about his work. Well, I'll tell you what, we got plenty of free content available to you if you go to the JMS website. It just, I know, I know you got some sort of a, of a laptop in front of you. Um, or hey, if you're at the gym listening in, or if you're just listening in from, from a, a mobile place. Just make note they can visit the jmspodcast.com website for more free content right there. That includes more episodes, food articles, uh, pictures of the actual guest. It's all going to be there at the jmspodcast.com website. On top of that, you can subscribe. That's right. I'm sure every Sunday you want to get that, that ring, that alarm. Of a new episode that was just uploaded, you can do so by subscribing to the JMS podcast on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and the Castbox Android app. You can follow the JMS podcast on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always a good idea because that uh, once in a while I do post some extra content there, some video stuff or some pictures and so on. And on top of that, you can even sign up for the email list by. Uh, I think it's in the front page of the JMS Podcast website. You'll get some emails from me. If you want to send me an email for any reason at all, maybe you want to compliment me. I, I, I could always use more compliments, all right? My self-esteem could use it. Or, hey, maybe you have a recommendation for a, a guest that you'd like to see on here. Uh, you can do so by emailing me at jmspodcast at gmail.com. Once again, at jmspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Uh, this episode, we have no segment, so we're going straight to the conversation with Gianfranco. Uh, once again, he is one of the sweetest men I've met. Uh, he, he, you could just talk to him and look him in the eyes. You could just tell that this is a very gentle soul, uh, full of wisdom and experience. So I think I'm done hyping him up. I'm sure there's a, a lot of great things to learn from this episode. So let's get straight to it. Here is my conversation with the great Gianfranco, the artist. The one and only. Okay, that's enough. Let's get to it. All 
right. Uh, how do you pronounce your name, by the way? I don't want to mess that up. <laughs> Is it Gianfranco? Gianfranco? It's one long Italian name. Gianfranco. The first name. And the last name is Paolozzi. Uh, yes. Gianfranco's uh, fine. <laughs> Gianfranco's fine. But, uh, um, sorry. Yes. I'm happy you're here, Gianfranco. I've been checking out your art at Collide. Yes. And, and several stuff and I think you're a very interesting character because you also play music you play the accordion yes you have your trio <laughs> yes oh yes yes when did that start for you uh, the trio yes the music the, playing well the music playing I don't know I was still in Italy a young guy so that's I when I started in the small town you know the family knows families and uh, the three families friendly decided the mm -hmm. guys so the all right to start some music somehow the, and the accordion was the, 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 the instrument of, of, of the town of the, of the, of the time so and the town was known for accordions well no it wasn't for accordion it was, it was the, the normal instrument mm -hmm. for the kids to start music wow. so we started with accordion it's interesting because when I watch someone play the accordion it looks very complicated right because you're pushing well, in there and then you got the keys so i'm like to start a children with that i'm like oh my god it seems almost uh too advanced but i guess not no 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 if you children it's better to start that way hmm. because you don't think it's complicated so the teacher tells you okay you gotta do this you gotta do you follow hmm. now it's up to to the students myself to continue in a certain way hmm. and uh, so i dropped after a while because i had things to do and years went by. Plus, my family moved from you know, one town to another town. My, my father was a, a carabiniere, a policeman, so he had to move from one town to the other town. Mm. And uh, the third town that we moved was Boiano, and that's when I continued uh, to play the accordion by myself. Just tried to teach myself a few things to do, and I continued that way mm -hmm. until I stopped for 10 years and then after 10 years oh I remember I like the accordion I better start again so I start again mm -hmm. and then the story goes that uh, I came over here in the United States in California because I followed my girlfriend now married you know family and so on and then I remember that I had the accordion so I called my mother I said mom can you please send me the accordion and she said eh, okay you know we are both yes we will do it so the accordion finally arrives and I started to play again and then there he goes again 10 years with accordion because family you know kids born mm -hmm. then I started again and I really liked the sound of this instrument I was never able to forget what the sound of the instrument it did to me the first time that I heard it in this small town years years ago just make my my skin just right you know how you say when it bump Bump goosebumps, goosebumps, you got goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that was. Has that a was distinct sound. Else. It made you nostalgic. Yes. Yeah. So I started again and uh, started to teach myself again and do some music and uh, you know play with some friends until I decided. But was a f five years ago, four or five years ago, uh -huh. I knew some friends. The guy that plays Griff, that plays the violin and viola, we uh, we worked together years ago on mental graphics. Um. So that's how we met. He was playing the violin. So we did some songs together and we like and now we're playing together. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the piano teacher, my guys, which which happened uh, you know 25, 30 years ago. And I asked her to do the keyboard. And she said, 
yes, let's try. And that's how the trio was born. Nice. And now nice. now we play pretty much, you know, between you know, San Jose, San Iver, Palo Alto, right. any occasional small cafe. Right. But so yes. you grew up in Italy in yeah. several small towns. Your father was a policeman. Yes. What did your mother do? My mother was the boss of the house. She was the so-called Casalinga, so she was taking care of us and the house, household. And uh-huh. yeah. did, you, did you have siblings? Yes, two sisters and one brother. Were you in the middle? I'm the first one. Oh, you're the oldest? Yeah. Oh, a lot of pressure, right? Yeah, but he felt it, no. no. Did, so did you felt being the older one, you were comfortable with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, so no problem at all. And what part of uh, Italy? Uh, I was born in a very small town in the middle Italy on the mountain called San Pietro Avellana. Mm. Uh, and it's about, uh, I will say, well, you know where Rome and Naples are situated, right? Right. So on the Adriatic side, just right in the middle of the mountain over there, in the Appennini. Mm-hmm. And then from over there, we moved to another couple of towns the same region but closer to the Adriatic okay so this the second town was Canzano where I started the the, the, the accordion lessons and when oh. I had the bumps when I hear this this instrument playing for the first time and then the third town was Boiano which was a larger town where we did the schooling and so on that's where the, my siblings still there now when you so. mentioned the mountains uh, are you referring to the Alps no Apennini it's Apennini. A, it's its own separate region Mountain region. But that's right. The Alps are on top, and all the Apennine just cuts it in the middle. Okay. Going down. Yeah. Must have been a beautiful sight. Uh, it is. Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, when did art come in to your life? Oh. The art came in. Well, in the town where I was born, in San Pietro Avellana, in the small town in, by the Apennine, you know, the mountain where we had the snow from for. for five months the year and uh, I really recall this very well also got stuck in my mind uh, I was going to the kindergarten so I was uh, I must have been four or five something like that you know, before the first grade and I think there was the was the time where the Russians sent the Sputnik up in the space Mm-hmm. It was a missile we call the Sputnik. Sputnik, uh, the satellite. Yeah, something like that. But it was one, one of the earliest one we're talking about, you know, 55, 56, uh-huh. around the time. And for some reason, the, the teacher that we had over there asked me to draw this missile and hit this huge, big blackboard that we had in the room. So I went over there and I just did my missile with a the, with the chalk. The, the thing that I imagined the missile was. Yeah. And from that moment, I was the artist of the of the class, a little more class, and got stuck with me since then. So, was it because you, you your imagination was very detailed and extravagant? I think so. I only remember the fact, not the actual drawing that I drew on, the, on this big, huge blackboard. Uh-huh. But it must have been something else because we forgot. To, <laughs> you know, did did you see how the Sputnik actually looked like? And you related to what, what you drew? Well, that's I thought many times, and uh, I must have seen it because my father, my mother, just they told me about it. Or I, there were some images, some local paper, or whatever. Because, uh-huh. yeah, some, and that's all I can tell you. Detailing and yeah. So pretty much at that point, yeah, yeah your yeah. classmates knew you as the artist. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do they ha- have you draw things, or did, did oh, your teachers encourage you to take more classes? Uh, encourage me to take classes? Not, buddy. When I moved to other towns, things came with me, and I uh, guess friends were asking me to to do all kind of drawings for them. Even uh, you know, if they, I remember a couple of my friends, like the girl in the school, over there and asked me, "Can you draw this to me so I can give it to her?" was doing that. Mm-hmm. Why not? So it was fun. It was really fun. Were you making money at least? No, 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 no. Uh, it was just not. favors. Oh, yes, just favors. Yes. You know, we're talking about uh, seven, eight, nine years old, ten years old. Oh, I see. So you just do it because because they're your friend. Uh-huh. You know? They want to meet the girl. Why not? Uh-huh. You know, they want to be cute with the girl. Yes, yes of <laughs> course. It's a good conversation starter. <laughs> yes. And in some ways, uh, the artists in Italy are very much embraced culturally, right? Uh, probably a little bit too much, yeah. Really? What do you mean by that? Because... Are they h- held they, up too much in regard? Well, yeah, it's especially over here. That's all, you know, when, when, when I'm someplace and so on, they say, oh, you Italian, you must be there, you must sing this, you must felt this, all the culture that you have over there. say, yeah, okay, you know, calm down. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure every nation, every right. place has its own... Artist. Well, yeah. So it makes me a little... Uncomfortable. Interesting. Yeah, it's, a lot, it's in some ways it's um because you know Italy is known for its great architecture and its great stuff. Sometimes they, they put that you know not necessarily pressure but expectation. Yes. And yes. No. No with me. Gianfranco does Gianfranco. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But all right. So growing up and uh, and do. Just being an artist, did that help? Because you, since you moved around, you must have switched schools, right? Yes. So that helped you make new friends in some ways. All the town, I had new friends. You know, in the, in the, in the, the town where I was born, San Pietro, I was just in the kindergarten, and uh, we discovered that the girl that I uh, felt in love with, and uh, she moved over here with the family, and, uh, and then I moved over here to marry her. We were in the same uh, school, the same kindergarten. Wow! So yes, that was something. You guys were, were the family. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so cute. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you guys were kindergarten uh, yes. sweethearts. Well, I don't know if we liked it back then, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we went we went in the same same school in the same class. So and then in the first grade, uh, yeah, the first grade, my father moved to the second town in Kanzano to continue the better schooling over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and over there, of course, you know, new friends that I still have today as a friend, the best friends. Mm. And then done the grammar school and uh, the junior, the, the so-called over here junior high school, but over there it's called media. So you have five years of, uh, of uh, grammar school and three years of uh, media. And then after this, you go to, you know, uh, superior school or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, college or whatever. Um, so then we moved to Boyano because of that. The Canzano didn't have that school, but Boyano did. So that's when my father my, decided to be moved over there. So we, then that family moved to this third town. And that's over there where I stayed until I moved to California over here. And then uh, over there where I started the, 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 the so-called the Liceo Scientifico. And after three years of that, I really was disappointed to the, uh, to the art teaching wasn't that major thing that I thought was going to be in this particular school. So one day I just left the school. Uh, I didn't go to the exam to 
to pass the, the you know the year after and I decided to go to the school which is the Instituto of Art in a closer town mm-hmm. without telling my father and my mother I just did it but it was fine for them when they discovered this that I changed school without telling them and that's where I did my uh, art uh, school mm. in the small town over there to call Isernia now it's a province before it wasn't province now it's a province what was the biggest lesson do you think you take out of that experience going into that institute? Uh, to, well, to be involved in any kind of uh, artistic way of doing things on a daily basis. Hmm. You know, scientific was more as, as uh, you know, a lot of math, a lot of uh, Italian things and uh, literature and, you know, okay, this kind of stuff. But the other one, even if fast those things, the other school was more in the, the make your artistic ability come uh, come across better mm-hmm. so that's what I started to really do and that was the period when I started to do my first converses my you know I even uh, uh, make a couple converses at the time uh, uh, thinking of Van Gogh uh, I like this work so I was trying to do something with what I thought Van Gogh was making his paintings and I was able to sell these two words to go out with the outer stop with a couple my friends around Italy with the money that I made. That was the first time that I made money doing something because I did some of my artwork, my my conferences. It's a good feeling though, right? Well especially when somebody yeah likes it and puts in their houses and they're willing to pay to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know this this that time I said, Oh, I can go on vacation with my friends, you know, to around Italy. Yeah, so Van Gogh was an early influence of yours. Influence, uh, yes. Was there any other particular styles that you really gravitated towards in the beginning? Style, not. Uh, but uh, Picasso just Picasso was the main one, I think, but not for his work, because the way the, and how he was working. On a daily basis, I mean, he died. He died. I think he was ninety-two years old, mm-hmm. and he's still in those days. He was at least working four hours every morning on whatever creation he was doing. So that was the influence that I received. Not the, you know, the Picasso doing things and so on. Not the style, but the work ethic. The, yes, yes, yes. I def- see. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's the way you got to do it every day. You got to. You got to work on your craft you get yeah. you get to treat it like a craft more than an art yeah the, the art is there right yeah and uh, when somebody tells me oh so you're going to steal now because you have the the what's well how's it called the word doesn't come to me really hmm. uh, the inspiration i said no mm-hmm. no inspiration comes or no comes who cares i go over there start to do my work over there whatever i have in front of me whatever canvas and colors i have uh-huh. uh, that's that's the that's my way wow okay uh, were you working any jobs at this time? Oh yeah, I when I came over in the United States was a seventy four, mm-hmm. and I started right away after a month, uh, because when I came, I had to find work, I had to find job, I had to I got married. Uh, it was a, a cello tape the company was called it was a, it was a, a silk screen uh, company in uh, Sunnyvale, mm-hmm. so I did my first years over there. And then from the same company, I moved from from the production line to the art department. And then from the, the art department, when I continued to move to the other uh, 
two or three companies during this 40 years, so yeah, 45 years that I'm over here. I was in the art department and, and preparing for them, preparing for the company, the art department, and now should work, you know, people and things to do and so on. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned that you came here because you're falling, you're in love. Yeah. Her and her family moved here to the yes. Bay Area? Yeah, to San Carlos. San Car- in the 70s? Uh, they moved, the father moved, moved in uh, the 70s and uh, Josie, which is my mm-hmm. my wife now, and uh, her mother moved in 71. If I recall, 71 was, yeah, no, no, 71, yes. Uh, so we still liked each other and uh, um, we were writing each other and I decided, okay, let me go visit her. So in 72, I came in San Carlos, stayed for uh, three or four weeks. And then I have to go back because I had to go in the army. You know, in Italy at that time, you had to go in the army. Right. So I went back over there and the luck that I had, that instead of uh, doing the 22 months requirement, at that year, they dropped it to 15 months. They ah, am I lucky or what? Yeah. So I finished the 15 months. Finished 15 months, I decided to to uh, come over here. So I had the tickets and came over here. And then in New York, because they saw that I had only one-way ticket, and they asked the guy asked me, say, how come you have a one-way ticket? And I said, oh, because I don't know when I'm going back to Italy. My mother will send me the money to, oh, he said, oh, yeah. So for three months, visit ahead, carry to one month. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So in that month, we had to do everything. Get married, you no know, green card. It was very easy to do. Anyway. I don't know why it was so easy back then. It's not easy uh, nowadays, yeah. it looks like. But back then, I was not. there was no problem at all. Hmm. I just did it in one month and find a job and marry, green card, everything 100% done. Yeah. And I started to work in California. Although you were you were in love, did you find it a little difficult leaving Italy? Uh, yes. Well, yes and no. Uh, I guess I was 22. It wasn't was kind of an adventure. So you know, you know, you 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 go to the adventure, even if you think that you know something. You live there, something, right? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking at the time. But everything worked out right. Everything was fine. What was your imp- impression of California when you arrived? <laughs> oh, it was a very funny one. It looks like it was, uh, was uh, uh, in Italian the word is a presepio. You know the nativity, when mm. somebody recreates the nativity and there's all those small houses and the green where Jesus was born, they say. You right. Know, the, okay. the manor, yeah. Yeah, so when I came over here, especially in San Carlos, all those houses, one by one, with the green in front of the house, all of them. All small houses, you know, with the one floor, you know. The suburbs, they had yeah, the front a, lawn, which yeah, in a, Italy, nobody really has a front lawn, right? No, yeah. no, absolutely not. Yeah. No. So there was, it's, oh, this looks like a, like a, it looks like a, you know. A nativity scene. Nativity, nativity scene. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the other thing that impressed me was the lines. Hmm, what do you mean? Uh, well, when I go to the movies or to the post office, to the bank, but lines. I never see a line in Italy. Really? Yeah, that's right. Never, never saw a line. Interesting. That was, oh my God, this is a, ooh. <laughs> I remember, was the time, I guess one year after that came, one or two, I don't remember the, 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 the actual year, but there was the movie, uh, oh, oh, shoot. 
the girl that uh, regurgitated in, 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 in bed, the, how's it called? The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yes. We went to see that one, and the lines were blocks and blocks. Oh, that was a phenomenon when it happened. It was a big hit. Yes, but, you know, try to, try to come in my mind to right. go to theater and see that line. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just this? a movie, people. Well, but, you know. <laughs> so we went, and I realized, oh, that's why there was a line. Okay, it was oh. a great movie, yeah. Oh, you enjoyed the movie? Oh yes. yes. Do, you, do you like horror movies? No, no. I am more on the on the on the Godfather way of, of uh, movies or Fellini movies. You know, uh -huh. uh, I'm more on that. The horror movie, yeah, okay. You know, I don't even when I went to see the first time, the Friday the Thirteenth, I was laughing. <laughs> I didn't get. It was, it was a joke. It was funny. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm a big fan of Italian cinema, new realism. Like uh, Anna Magnani, she's one of my favorites. Anna Magnani, yes, Magnani, yes, and because um, I'm a filmmaker as well, and and it, it, when I first started out, it was that kind of style of early Italian filmmaking, where it was story driven, on the cheap, on the go. Yes, yes, it was great fun. Did you was was we really into cinema when you were in Italy? Um. Say again, I didn't understand the word. Were you a fan of cinema? Oh, yes. In Italy? Yes. Not that much. I grew more being a fan of movies when I was here. Hmm. Uh, over there, yeah, I was going. It was no problem at all. I enjoyed it. The, the town had a two, theater, two small theaters, so you know I was able to go. Uh, but over here, I really I really grew in, 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 uh, in uh, having pleasure to see particular uh, kind of movies mm -hmm. yeah all right so you're here you're in the Bay Area San Carlos and you find work you're working in Sunnyvale in Sunnyvale H how did you go about starting uh, you know creating art and being involved with the community yes when we moved to Sunnyvale so from San Carlos, you know, we got married over there. We stayed uh, one year in a couple apartments uh, between San Carlos and Redu City and Manview. And then we decided to buy a house in Sunnyvale because both of us were working uh, to Sunnyvale. So we bought a house in Sunnyvale. And it's the house where we still live in. To this day? To this day, yes. Oh, wow. okay. Well, you know, we, we had to do remodeling and so on, you know, because uh, before we were just my wife and I, and then uh, the fifth kids come, and the second kids come, and the third girl comes, so you have to... Is your wife also an artist? No. Okay. No. Uh, she She's worked with uh, uh, electronic corporations. Okay. And she been a manager of, uh, of, of uh, the floors and so on, so on. Right. That kind of, of cool. work. Um, where was I? Oh, so we moved in San Diego. So I mean, I, I got study involved. Uh, well, I started involved first of all because I continued to do uh, some of my work by myself, of course, you know, in my house. And, and, uh, and then uh, it was about 32 years ago. Well, I forgot what happened before that, but there was the the open Silicon Valley Open Studios started about 32 years ago and I really like the idea that they were saying to, to do this organization every year you know the first two or three weekends of May to tell the entire population where you live to come and visit the work that you do in your studio 
That's why, you know, Silicon Valley opened studios. Mm-hmm. They did all this to make the, 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 the people of uh, the location, like in Sunnyvale or Palo Alto, whatever, to tell them, to give them the maps and the dates and the uh, addresses to go visit the artist so you can see what he does in his studio. And I was lucky enough that because I had space in my backyard and we had some extra money that I really actually was able to to have a studio in my backyard. So that's how when I really enjoyed it to open to the public during those weekend in May, early year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so people were able to see, you know, the work I was doing, I was doing it at that time. So I think that was the the first thing. Uh, second happened in San Jose. Uh, I'm a fan of classical music, so I started to buy the season tickets for the, the San Jose Symphony Orchestra when when the San Jose had the Symphony Orchestra. And uh, at that time, I only knew of San Jose, I only knew the Symphony Place, you know, the round building they have now. Mm-hmm. Okay, they were, and uh, the uh, original Joe's restaurant on uh, South First Street. Right. So I was doing symphony, original Joe home, or or original Joe right. symphony home. Oh, that's it. That's it. I it, didn't know anything, and I didn't see anything that was grabbing me to even stay there until a few years later with something changed and I discovered works was gallery all right so I went over there I they we, we met they said no you, I guess before you had to do some kind of interview with other artists or if they like you was all right if not now I guess I was a likable person back then so they said, yeah sure yeah okay so I participated I was in the on the board I continue I created the website for them you know those kind of stuff and that's how I started to know San Jose more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm not going to tell you year by year, but I'm going by steps. Right. So the major steps. Then the other major step was the to know Sherry and Bryant of the uh, Anno Domini. Anno Domini. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I met them when they were. I forgot the name of the actors, the place, but they were. They were not there. with are now on South First Street. They are someplace else. And then they moved to another place. And then from this place, they moved to where Anna Domini is now mm-hmm. and uh, with them uh, I was able to just to know more about uh, San Jose and what they were doing how they were doing it and uh, I got comfortable and I liked it more until uh, Sherry and Brian started to do the you know the first Friday walk in the town you know every Friday the first Friday of the of the, right. you know, the, the artwork walk and then uh, before Khalid, they, they had another place where I participated with them. And then Khalid, or how you say Khalid? Are you right? How you pronounce that? I say Khalid. Khalid? That's I don't know why I say Khalid. Well, Khalid probably is right. Oh, anyway. That place when I first there. saw it, I thought it was Khalid. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. So before them, there was another place. And I participated with them to this uh, first place. And then they moved to Khalid. I say Khalid. So let me say Khalid. And uh, so I stayed over there, and I'm, until these, these days, I'm still over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
so that's how, how I got comfortable with the San Jose and the people, San Jose and the artists in San Jose. It was open and every year was a, something nice and big was growing up. Mm-hmm. Now, were you getting involved in the 80s or 90s? Oh, I, I would say in the 80s. In, in the, the 80s. 80s. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What was your impression yeah. of the art community here and how much has it grown na- till now? 100%. was very small in the 80s? Uh, for what? For the, this yeah. is what, I, what I'm saying. It's not yeah. the, probably the truth, but that I'm telling you my my impressions, my, you know, mm-hmm. my way of seeing things. And I thought, yeah, it was a very small. Uh, I thought there was only that only one gallery works. That's what I thought. It was one gallery in the entire San Jose. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Maybe it was there. I don't know. Uh, and then here by here you keep seeing or at least I was able to see more galleries which I don't remember the name now a couple even disappeared now uh, maybe because of the help of the people that I was meeting in San Jose they were telling me more about it so I you know I started to know more and more and more I remember even the, uh, my studio now it's at the Citadel but I know the Citadel from two years ago I went over there to check it out and see, you know, who was over there, how they were working, how, how was the place, and so on. Uh, but nowadays, I think they really, there was really a major change on everything, mm-hmm. on everything, even the Sub Zero. Right. Sub-Zero, it's a big, huge uh, happening in, in San Jose, or the Annemark uh, Art. A party. They started in their house was it ten years ago, and then from their house they moved to the one of the place where they own, I guess. And now in the last two years or four years they did it at the, at the Santa Clara. No, Santa Clara. What's it? Oh shoot! Sorry about this. I don't. I'm not good at remembering name. It's okay. Uh, it was in Santa Clara, though. Santa Clara, San Jose, one of those big spaces. You call those big spaces? Uh, Convention Confe- center? No, no, it's, it's an open, open space. Open space, fairgrounds. Fairground, fairground, yes. Okay. It's, it's great. I hope they will continue to do it every two years. That is going to be, I think, the San Jose Bienio for sure. Mm. It's all kind of artists going over there. It's, 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 it's well done. What's interesting that you were practically in the beginning where a lot of the framework was being put together of what it is now. I think so. Uh, yeah. At least that's my impression. Mm-hmm. Especially in the last 10 years, I saw the growth. Well, 10, 15 years, I saw some major, major, major uh, happening of, uh, in the art world of, of uh, San Jose. Mm-hmm. Do, you, has, do you feel like your art was in some ways, when you started coming here to the United States, and, and, and showcasing your art, has it evolved, do you feel? Uh, evolving, I don't know what that uh, really means for me, but certainly it's changing. Mm-hmm. So when you say evolving, that means that from, uh, from uh, you know, basing one, evolving means you go to 10, Mm-hmm. You know, get gets better and better and better. I don't know that. Not, not necessarily better, but definitely uh, different. Definitely. Oh, diff- oh yeah. It, it, and and kind of because the experiences you you know you were at when you're in twenties may be different when you're in your thirties. Of course. And that can influence the themes that you've developed into your art. Yes. So yes. That, I think I think that's a, a good evolution for an artist to have. Yes. 
okay okay that's so I'm, I'm w- with w- you were there certain themes that you felt that kept coming back to you or that, that were brought up to you when you moved over here that you uh, infused into your art well the people for sure uh, so maybe that's the reason when I started to do some work with the photographs and I was shooting shooting and shooting who knows how many you know images and then trying to put it back to get recreating the story probably something like that uh, but you meant if I if I uh, brought some uh, idea from Italy over here and I continue to to evolve that way uh, no mm-hmm. no what I've done in Italy all the works are over there my friends have over there it, it, I think it's done you came here with a clean slate y- uh, yes yes in fact a friend a very good friend of mine I hope he's not going well I think I think I told him this he gave me a uh, present because I was leaving coming over here present of, uh, of uh, oil colors full series of color oil and tubes mm-hmm. so I came over here and I I was tired of using just oil Color oil, you know, everybody over there says you gotta use this because oil, because you know, to so forget it. So I grabbed these tubes, open up, I had a big canvas, and started to to push the colors on top of those canvas line by line. That I was used my last Italian oil colors. I think I still have some pieces of the canvas over there. I cut it that way and started my new my new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that later I realized the major change was the surfaces that I uh, started to use. In Italy it was a canvas. It has to be a canvas. Or particular paper, you know, making soil and so on. Over here I started to use everything. I started to use even a recycled uh, drawer of old uh, kitchen places. I remember years ago when I already made a switch of, of uh, this kind of surface that I was going to use, there was a, a neighbor that was changing the entire kitchen and he brought outside the entire thing ready to be dumped. I passed by, I saw the wood, I said, let me go inside, let me ask if I can use some. And he said, yeah, sure, you can, you can. So I went home, got the screwdriver, went back, and I took all the doors of the kitchen, all of them. You will not believe the wood that was using 40, 50, 60 years ago, what a, what a great surface is. So I grabbed them and I saved in my studio until this day came and I started to use them as a surface of my new work. Hmm. Another example I can give it to you is a. You know those roll of papers, they, they are pink or brown and you can find it at uh, Lowe's or, 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 or uh, Home Depot. Home Depot. Sure, yeah. Usually they are used to, to cover up things before you paint so you don't, right. you know. You They're know, tape. Yeah. So I, I loved it. I bought a rolls of those things. I started to cut pieces sandwich it together with the glue two three four five layers so so until i i noticed the thickness of the of the strength that i liked it and that was my new surface i started doing my works over there do you feel like these textures from the services 
they add a a, a different element to yes. the paintings. Yes, 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 mm. yes, definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Is there a specific texture that you you feel no. you're coming back to, or do you no. do you challenge back. yourself to try different? Uh, oh, is it different? It's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. Even if. Uh, Yeah, it's different. It's different. Uh, lately, uh, my new surface is the back of a canvas. You have my new normal canvas. Mm -hmm. So the, the other side of the canvas, you see the the wood and how it was framed and how it was it. Uh, okay, I use that one now. The back of the canvas. Yeah. Sure. And people tell me, so what's on the other side? I say, go check it out. So on the other side, I put down the date and the the title of the work. You know, nice white surface. You can write. Everything over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Well, it's interesting because it, you're kind of, in some ways, you're, you're crafting a canvas uh, by the resources available to you. Definitely. And uh, I think that's that's very interesting. It's very fascinating. Now, it, it, it's. Did you feel what was that most challenging texture? Did you, did you have to deal with the challenging? The the I call the roundels. Uh, rolls of paper, and uh, these rolls of paper they they come from uh, from a printing company. Uh, this printing company they have this uh, this uh, huge press called the Flexo Machine Press, whatever, to 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 print labels. So they start with this big roll of paper at the beginning. So the paper goes through the plates, you know, first core, second core, and so on, so on, so on, and the end. There's a die cut that cuts the label mm -hmm. and forms another roll. And where this die cut is, there are two knives, and these knives cut the extra roll of paper. So when they when they cut the extra roll of paper, they're forming a new roll of paper, which is going to be dumped in the in a recycled uh, bin, you know, to, to recycle the paper. So I was over there and I saw all those round, perfect surfaces. And you can see the paper. Da, 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 in a secret paper. I went to the manager and said, "So can I use some of some of those those paper over in the bin?" I said, "Yeah, grab as many as you want." <laughs> I wish you never told me that because I fill my studio with those round uh, right. seven things so and put on my on my on my floor over there. And then some of, some of them I don't remember why I took the. The middle uh, section, which uh, which is a, a hard board, so that it stays round all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you took that one out, it was a little flimsy. So I left the studio. I was back uh, two, three days later after, and I saw that the paper started to move because it didn't have the center anymore. You know, when you have the center, the paper start to do its own movement up and down or curves or you know the middle it's in the middle anymore because it's twisted this way you know right so I said oh my god so I grabbed one and I lost everything because you no know, filament just went through I said what am I going to do to stop this I had for my luck sometimes you gotta have luck right I have a bucket of glue and I start to pull glue yeah and <laughs> keep was it all the, together that was the trick stop the movement of the roll of paper yeah and when the moon and the paper stopped, I had a new surface and I was able to use it as, uh, as I wanted, to add the colors that I wanted <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. Your, your recent artwork, I've been noticing um, that I've seen, you have a 
interesting patterns to it and the way you use buttons. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you're dripping the paint or you're zigzagging them. You know what I mean? They're yes. cross. Yes, yes. What I what I do. Well, I started this way. I can I move it? Yeah, of course. Make yourself. If I don't see your face, I cannot talk. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I started with con normal canvases, and I created a new easel, which is a, a four by four on the base, and it's on the four by four. There is a I think I use the two by one wood, which two by one wood is connected to this main four by four piece of wood with a uh, with a one of those things that you can turn around lazy susan mm -hmm. okay so and then on this second piece of wood i attached the canvas so when i touch the canvas over there i'm able to turn the canvas the way that i want mm -hmm. okay so i started that way put the canvas over there started to put with the with the brush the the ink and the color was going down you know like a river mm -hmm. okay so when I saw that I said oh this is great okay let's wait let's see when the paint finished to go down stops dries it and then I turn it the other way and I do the same thing so the color went over there on top of the first color mm -hmm. dry it to the third time do same thing so the scholar goes on top this the second color and the first color to the fourth time this one here goes on top the third color second color and first color so that's how this thing came about all regularly uh -huh. and then because it was uh, to do one was enough for me I did the same thing on the other side the four by four so now I have to compass I can go to rotate and do whatever okay right. then was that way and then I got tired was too linear or too 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 cute no I don't know what it was too cute huh? well not, not, I really don't know what it was you don't like cute stuff maybe I maybe I said the wrong word <laughs> I don't know what I said there. <laughs> uh, anyway I got tired of that so I started yeah. to use the floor uh -huh. so when I started to use the floor of course there is no uh, I need to right you, you, need, gra you need gravity right okay so forget the gravity so I bought it uh, a paint normal paint that the laws uh, the colors that I liked at that moment and uh, I made it two holes on the top of the cant mm -hmm. without opening it no two holes and I started to pour pour wow over there and then depend on how fast I move my arm or how round I go when I get tired or whatever that's what makes it now the the new lines on the canvas yeah that way well, I don't know. I was, I was watching your artwork, and I'm seeing how abstract and textural, how 3D it was. Uh, and I can only imagine that's how you got to look at it when creating it. Uh, but I was like, man, this guy, this guy knows rage. This guy's chaotic <laughs> in his mind. You know, you're the second one that tells me that. The other one was my daughter told me two days ago. Your daughter? Yeah, yeah. Before she left, three for the, I can't believe it. She wanted to see the studio. She she's in Washington now with her husband and then the little girl, our third yeah. grandkid. She wanted to see the studio and she went over there. With, I brought in the sitter there. She continued to watch those particular work and she said, "Oh, this is cowdy. This is a this is something 
word in your, in your mind. There was not the word that she said, I don't remember, something of that way. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? You, might, you know that I'm calm. I'm just calm. <laughs> and she said, yeah, but your mind, your mind, Papa, Papa, is right. that, uh, oh, but your mind, Papa, is, uh, is, is up there someplace and doing some kind of work. Yeah. Hmm. And now you said the same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't mean it in a pejorative way. No, no, no. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean it as a compliment. I, I, at least that's the interpretation I took as yes. the viewer. Uh, I mean, for you, it could be a, you know a beautiful, calming thing. Uh, but but you know, it, uh, where where do you feel like your inspirations to do a work really comes Plans. from? Because a lot of artists I talk to, they feel that the creativity comes from somewhere else. They feel that they're just a satellite or a conduit of the subconscious realm yeah. that these these art comes from. Yeah. Uh, do, do you, do you I, feel the same? I don't know anything about some conscience. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about these uh, these things that comes from the space and so on. I'm not interested at all. Right. What I'm interested are in people that I know as you now, or people that I know in the past, or situations that I had with the people, like the situation I have now with, with you over here, or situation or other things that I had with the friends, doesn't matter if it's a woman or a man, that gives me the, 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 the I don't even want to call it space, but that gives me the, the feel, the motive, the, yeah, the feel something yeah. to continue to, to do the work that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was doing my collagement, I call it collagement, collagements are those photographic work I told you when I do, when I'm mm -hmm. And I was with my f uh, friend, a woman or, or man in front of me. I was telling, okay, I'm going to photograph your face. You just tell me your stories now. I liked the, 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 the woman or I liked the, the man, but what was interesting for me was the relation that I was having at that point with her or with him. Tell me this, and she always was telling me stories and I was photographing her face or the movement and so on. That was what's all about. And then I have all those hundreds of photographs. I got to do some. I got to use it. So I started to put it as a as a as a as a reconstruction of that moment and the and the and the whatever surface I had. Yeah, yeah. So, do you still do photography? Once in a while, yeah. yeah. Now they have grandkids. Yeah. I'm yeah. Do you stick with film or do you do digital now? Uh, I have to do. I'm doing digital now because it's a much easier. It's much easier for uh, to have a film back, right? You know the the printed uh, uh, paper, yeah. So yeah, that's the only reason. And also because I found out that the place I was using before they don't develop film anymore. Yeah. I still, you know, how many rolls film I have that I, that I I was thinking, oh, do, tomorrow I'm going to do this work tomorrow, and I never did it. And right. I have a full series of uh, roll that I did when I was in some place in Sunnyvale, and I, and I had this idea of. Uh, doing my collagements but the four seasons and I did every season at the same spot I did all those photographs I still have a pack never done it haven't been processed yet. never been processed nothing huh, interesting well you Maybe know you better get day. to it Kodak's out of business pretty soon so <laughs> why you still can but uh, what subjects are you attracted to in photography to capture oh everything is in front of my eyes I did a series of uh, trees and I was starting from uh, my foot going up and if they were on the other side of the road 
doesn't matter if the car was passing by. Okay, click and the car was passing by. Oh, good. And then the tree the top. And I, I call this series uh, a quiet place. Doesn't matter if there were cars or no, or, or no cars or people and so on. When I was going up in the tree, there was the quiet spot I was imagining. Mm. So the tree was one of the uh, ideas that I had. The other one could have been uh, uh, people working in some spot, doing something, and for the photographs I was doing, of course people were moving, right? Mm -hmm. So when I put them together, maybe I can see just the Lego one, and then somebody else try and I recreate all this image that I, that I have. Interesting. Not in a so-called realistic way of putting you now the the. the the shoes to the guy and then the leg and I don't care. The, the at that moment, the shoe was over there. I photographed the shoe. If I moved and the guy passed by, who give a, who cares? I photographed what was it, mm -hmm. what, what's over there uh, right now. So pretty and much, it was a sequences of a sequence of That's photography. Yes, that you put them together as collages and create a, a narrative behind yes. it. Yes, 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 yes. So you weren't really attracted to you know just one whole picture that can't no 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 can't no. Be no no I'm, I'm uh, for that one I'm not a photographer no I don't even know much about the cameras yeah uh, I was content to make the camera works with uh, with this magic you know I knew the focus I had the camera that put a, a focus by itself so that's fine let's see what puts some focus let's see what's yeah. a non non focus and so on that's and all you light. need to know yeah. That's it. <laughs> at least it works for the, me. Did you black, uh, did you black and white photography or was it color? It was color. So color. Yeah, if I wanted to try black and white, I was telling the uh, the guy that was processing my 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 film uh, before print, say, okay, let's do this black and white. So he was doing it. His magic, you know, take the colors out and black and white mm. or gray or whatever. Right. Do you, is there a specific camera brand that you're loyal to? No. No, I think I had a Minolta, a Canon, the the the, the uh, new one that I have now. It's what the digital one. It's uh, I think it's a Canon. Mm. I think yeah, I stick with Canon. Canon. Yeah. I do photography, and I got some black and whites, and some other stuff, and uh, and and uh, do do you, um, so it's interesting because usually when I'm shooting one photograph, I worry a lot about composition but it looks like you you're more freewheeling with it you're more like all right let's get one thing another thing yes just keep going yes in some ways you have a, a storytelling gene in you in some ways right because that, that's what collaging is about is to tell a story yes. with these images that may not have any relations or context that's right that's right was there a certain subjects that you found very challenging projects uh Talking about collage, I mean, mm -hmm. photographing speaking? Yes. Well, not, not really. Probably just to make sure that uh, the person was in front of me when I was doing the photographs of uh, the person or the heads and so on was patient enough, you know, to allow me to do this. That was my concern. But uh, no, mm. no, that was the, yeah. I would make sure that wasn't too much for me to asking what I was asking to, to do. But everything went all right. They were left, they were fun. 
Yeah. You know, even uh, eating pizza or beer. Yeah, I was taking photographs. We having lunch and, and, and came about. Now, you do music, you do art, you do photography. What is about those creative endeavors that you get involved with? Uh, is there certain connections between all of them that you feel you, you, that you could pull from and use on each? Uh, yeah, especially when, when I was doing the collagements, the, the photographing work. Probably has some to do with uh, the music that I'm doing now. Uh, the three are pretty much we perform music that I that I compose, and the music that I compose has some to do with the person again, some kind of relation, some kind of uh, things to do with the with the, with the person, with the, with the person that I know, if it's a friend or not. In fact, most of the, if not all of them. Uh, they have to do with uh, with uh, some people that I know. Like the first one that I started to compose was uh, called uh, Dennis, and uh, those two friends that I knew from a science estate. Danny uh, and the other one, he was playing the the, the drums, and uh, we played with them with him. That's about ten years ago. And so I had to do something to compose something for him and what about. The other friend was a trombone player. So I had to compose something to do something with him and the trombone. Or uh, the the keyboard lady Nancy, we had to play with now with a couple pieces came before because I know she is and how we interact. Uh, my wife, of course, I had to be a piece of my wife. Uh, Sophia, my daughter, I had to write a piece of Sophia, and that's all, all about. Same for the photograph, most of them, with the exception of some like the tree and so on, was about people, only people that uh, were in front of me. So the connection with the music and the photograph, yes. But with the other work, with uh, those lines and so on, uh, no, it's nothing to do with people at all, that's uh, as you and my and my daughter <laughs> mentions it's just some some kind of things I have in my mind and then how I'm yeah. worrying about things. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, for me, it's a pleasure. Hmm. And when somebody likes it, it's a oh man. Yeah, it's a good feeling. It's oh, a really yeah, good yeah, feeling. Yes, yes, yes. Now, yes, if you look back through your your whole creative journey from the very beginning yes. to where you are now, what's some you know principles or lessons? The, that st stand out for you, and then possibly advice for like young artists who would yeah. be listening in. Yes, the that the the only advice that I can say because I'm not a guy that can give advices at all or even uh, teaching anything is the uh, the lesson that I learned from Picasso or whatever other. Artist, but I knew and how he was working is just you gotta work. You gotta go to your room in the house or in the garage. I used many garage of my friends before I was able to do the studio in my house over there. Or whatever place you have, just go over there. Even if it's a minimum hours a day, just go over there. I don't care about anything, just do the work. Just work. Try to work. Don't wait for the for the 
what's it called? The inspiration. Yo, don't wait for inspiration. Or the idea. Yes. If you go over there, the idea will come. Mm. That's the only, at least worked for me, that's the only things I can say. I dig it. I can say. Gianfranco, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for uh, allowing me to talk. I never talked this much. <laughs> really? Oh, man. You yeah. have a lot of great things to say, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, is there, do you have any upcoming shows you'd like people to know about? Uh, coming shows, coming shows, coming shows. Where? There's the, the normal one on Khalid. Khalid, uh, right. Khalid, whatever you want to call it. Khalid. All right, all right. Yeah, there's a show over there. It's on 4th Street. Yes. 4th and San Fernando. It's a great spot. Yes, yes. It's, it's a good spot. That's where I saw your work. Very yeah. good. Yes. Uh, the next show over there for me is going to be November. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody has uh, his own world, but uh, we are allowed to have uh, shows every one or two years in the main entrance, not the big room. Right. So mine is coming November with uh, another artist. Uh, for now, that one. And uh, I think uh, about music is, uh, uh, I'm not sure yet, but this Friday we're going to play at the Faz restaurant in Sunnyvale. I think. Do you play that regularly? We try to play once a month. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And the website, of course, you have a website. It is a website, yes. It's my first name and last name, uh, dot com. Got it. And the same thing on, on the Facebook. And John Franco, thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. You are very, thank you. Right, go check out his work at Collide Gallery, and he also has a studio at the Citadel in Southern Downtown San Jose. I'm not too sure where it's at. I think it's on like at Martha and Fifth or Sixth. I don't know. Look it up, the Citadel. So uh, on top of that, you can check out his website at JanfrancoPalozzi.com. A lot of great stuff there. Thank you again for tuning into this episode of the JMS Podcast. I hope you found it very insightful, and look forward to next week's episode where wait let me check uh, my schedule and looks like we got a young filmmaker coming by all right i'm, I'm making a mission statement for this uh fourth season to get more filmmakers on the podcast so uh, i had a great talk with a young filmmaker uh who came all the way from san francisco so look forward to that take care have a good one and take it easy stay cool if you're too hot and if you're too cold stay warm all right let's get out of here sayonara <laughs>